Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. In today's episode, Andrew is a dad. So it's the beginning of March, and that means that we are uh, just starting on our journey of Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, and thought it would be good as, as usual. We've done this for a few few years now, which is interesting to say, um, to share a bit about our Lenten journey. Yeah. And uh, I think about the things that we've, um, we've given up uh, for Lent. So I don't mind starting. Yeah. Um, mine is interesting, and I actually think it's a good challenge for me this year. Um, just in terms of things to give up, and that is to stop being angry and impatient with uh, with Bran. Hmm. Um, just because I have found, you know, I've been with him for a year and a half now, and yeah. he is has actually, been that long. Wow. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, um, and he is actually a source of anger and impatience that I that is totally new to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not someone who typically gets to. Um, upset about things in general but like yeah like when you know when he barks a lot and like at strangers or like um you know stuff that like yeah just annoys me you know noises in the hall kind of thing um i do tend to react more angrily yeah um and it's it's interesting to say i remember bringing it up in confession and i think the priest thought it was a little silly just (laughs) because like it's just an animal kind of thing (laughs) but like yeah i don't know for me just knowing my own baseline i think knowing that i don't normally get angry at things yeah um, it was, yeah, it was something that has been a good exercise, at least, you know, it's been a week and a half, I guess, until then, two weeks until then, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I think just knowing, you know, trying to recognize in advance, um, you know, when he might be triggered to, to bark and whatnot, and then just preparing myself to yeah. react more calmly, <clears throat> um, trying to take that kind of an approach. Um, but then also, yeah, I mean, obviously on the spiritual side, just knowing that, like trying to manage that, that emotion of anger and Mm. the things that I might do out of becoming angry. Yeah. Um, and and trying to, trying not to do those things. So that's kind of what I've been, uh, the one thing that I've, I've definitely tried to give up so far. Yeah. Nice. I, um, had a hard time figuring out what to give up. So, or kind of, so (laughs) when I was thinking about it this year, I I tried to be a little bit more thoughtful with what I was going to give up Mm -hmm. rather than just like, Oh, give up a thing Mm -hmm. because it sucks. Um, so the way I was thinking was I want to give up something that is inherently good, mm-hmm. but I have, but I cling too much to. Okay. So something that is like tying me to the world too much, um, as compared to where I ought to be, but in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's not that bad of a thing. Yeah. yeah get it. So, um, the first thing that came to mind, you can probably guess it's coffee. Okay. <laughs> I'm drinking as coffee, drink right, coffee right as now. As I drink coffee right now. And I was like, you know what? I'm also a new parent. So it's a little silly to give up coffee because yeah. I'll just be grumpy for everyone. And like the thing where I don't remember where it is, but when Jesus says that, like when you're suffering, like to, to, you know, keep yourself clean and not let it be obvious when you're right. fasting or whatever right, right. it Right. So it's like, okay, like I, I don't want it to be something where I'm like shooting myself in the foot and just like, I'm going to be grumpy in front of everyone. I'm not going to be able to function when I'm at work mm-hmm. and all these things. So I think like giving up coffee altogether is a little silly. Mm-hmm. So what I've given up is good coffee. So oh, meeting. I was wondering, because yeah. you told me you're going to get McDonald's on your way here. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just the sandwich? Are you going to get coffee? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. With a mug of coffee? So, so, like, the thing that I'm doing now is, like, if I make coffee at home, 
So like normally, for those of you who don't know, I am so I'm very far into coffee snob territory now. Like scales, everything to like measure literally every part of my coffee making process. Literally, you visit yeah. last week and you were like, I could never do this. Yeah. Um. So what I said is, no scales, no measuring, nothing. Just like, um, fill up my grinder if I'm gonna grind mm-hmm. and just like randomly grind it. Put it into a French press just because not because French press is the worst, but just because it's the easiest thing to just not think about. Mm-hmm. Put in boiling water, not care about the temperature, and then when I feel like it pressed down, and then just whatever that is, mm-hmm. that's what I'll drink. And then, like, put milk into it, can't even taste the coffee at that point anyways. Like, all these things, right? I'm just like, okay, I'm just like, everything that, like, I would not want to do for my coffee normally, I'm going to do. Just, like, try and detach myself from this, like, over-attachment to good coffee. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what I'm doing. Interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, just, I, I don't know if people listening to this are like, oh, like, that just feels like... Andrew slightly despoiling himself or something. But, like, I do, like, for me personally, because I have been privy to your daily pictures <laughs> of coffee and stuff, uh, I, do, I actually do feel like, like, you have come, like, that's a big thing to give up, I think. Yeah. It's um, a, yeah. I've done, I've done the coffee give up before, and it is tough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess that's the point of Lent anyway, but it, it is. Yeah, tough. for sure. So, like, so, you know, trying to do it that way where I'm like, hey, you know what, like, let's give up the part of it that's good that I'm overattached yeah. to. Um, so that I can live without it, but not be silly about, you know, I'm having less sleep now and not as much continuous sleep. So let's not be silly with that. What I need to know is like, are you still using your fancier beans? I, no. So like, <laughs> I, I, this is what I'm saying, right? I'm like, as much as I can cut, right? I was like, I'm using it right now. I, I, we're, so we're staying with Cherry's parents and I just found a bag of like Balzac's beans. I don't know when they were bought. And okay. I was like, perfect. Okay, this, okay. this will taste awful. That's good. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was like, it was like muddy coffee and I'm like, this would be like, this is bad for a diner. Like, this is great. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to do. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, now we did want to actually spend most of today, uh, talking about you being a new parent, mm-hmm. you being a new father. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, said formally because I've already <laughs> seen you and what No, this is the first time. Jason's not Seen your child. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I did no prep for this episode just because I figured it would be good enough just to let you yeah. share and talk about the journey of being a father. And so your child, up to you whether or not you want to provide yeah, your name. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, daughter, and she's been she's been born for three weeks now? Uh, something like that. Almost yeah. three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, crazy. Three weeks is coming Tuesday. So it's Saturday right now. So on Tuesday, it'll be three weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so my daughter's name is Felicity. Felicity Rose Chow. Um, the way her name came about is a good friend of ours who's been on the show, Eric, his daughter, um, her name is Perpetua. I don't know if I'm sharing too much, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so when I first heard this, um, I was like, oh, I don't really know much about Perpetua, like the namesake Perpetua. And so, you know, you hear it in, I think you Chrissy Cray number one, I want to say, um, you hear the, the litany of saints, the litany of saints yes. And uh, they say Felicity Perpetua. And I'm like, oh, I've heard it. Don't know it. So I looked it up. So these two saints, they were um, essentially uh, imprisoned for their faith, and then they were martyred for their faith. Um, they were actually like put to hungry dogs to be killed, and then the dogs didn't kill them. So mm-hmm. then they were killed by the blade afterwards because they were like frustrated. Anyways, interesting story. But they are the first documented female martyrs. And I'm like, this is cool. And also, as we were reading the story, Cherry and I, we were like, wow, we love the name Felicity. I love the name Felicity. Yeah. And so, just in case people don't know, like, um, Jen's sister is named Felicity. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm just like, yeah. It's, it's a, a beautiful name. Um, it's also the name of the uh, the girl in the chair in uh, Green Arrow. Anyways, uh, Felicity Smoke. 
I see. Besides the point. Anyways. Green Arrow, the TV show? Yeah. Okay. DC. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyways. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a beautiful name. Um, and so, you know, we liked it and we're like, let's not just fall in love with one name the same way we were with Pixel when we first came, we first had him, so had adopted him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did not birth a cat. Yeah. So, um, so we looked at other, other same names and we're like, no, we really, really like Felicity. So that's the reason behind the first name, excuse me. Um, the middle name, we wanted something Marian that wasn't Mary or Maria. And Mary is often referred to as the Mystic Rose, so mm-hmm. Rose. Um, which is hilarious because another friend's daughter's middle name is also Rose for the exact same reason I found out. Mm. But anyways, so that's that's her namesake. She was born on Valentine's Day, which is hilarious because... Um, so Cherry was going into labor on the 13th. Cherry's born um, on the 13th of October. I'm born March 13th. So we were like, this is perfect. She can come on the 13th too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll come in 16 minutes after midnight on the 14th. <laughs> It's just like just I ruined, want my own day. Yeah, ruin the number. And everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, I felt as if I know." That was not the point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, she's been great. Um, fatherhood has been really interesting, very, very fruitful, actually. So I had I come into it with expectations of um, being extremely tired, being zombie-like. Yeah. Uh, we had a few friends who've had uh, had children recently, and a lot of them have had a really tough go in the first few months. So I was like. We're Cherry and I are both mentally preparing ourselves for a battle of like, hey, can we keep ourselves positive? Can we keep us like, can we be there for each other? All the things and like that's part of why we're at her parents for the help for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been super blessed. We've been super blessed that Felicity has been very uh, easy to care for comparatively mm-hmm. uh, to a lot of other people. So what I mean by that is, you know, she is breastfeeding and she was able to like. Um, start feeding well right from the beginning like two hours after birth she was already starting to feed well mm-hmm. um eating really really well um you know all the trackers that you normally have for a baby in terms of like oh how much are they eating how much are they gaining weight um she's just surpassed that um far and beyond so mm-hmm. doing she's doing really really well and we're just saying there like this is not at all by our own efforts did we prepare yes we did but it's not like we prepared more than the next person yeah um but we're coming out of it with a really, really, uh, good experience. Yeah. So it's been really interesting for us because, um, we're trying to take this in stride. We're trying to like, just be like, Hey, this is really great. Uh, we go out, you know, we, we've already brought Felicity to mass, um, which we feel really blessed that we hadn't had to like, we had one week where we didn't bring her to mass. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we probably could have, we were worried about the noise levels and we were like, we don't have anything to deal with the noise levels in case it does get too loud. Mm-hmm. So we waited until we were able to go back home, get the earmuffs that kind of are there. And then, we brought her to mass and then she didn't even need it. So we're like, great, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so we feel super, super blessed that we're able to continue with life. The reflection that I've had is um, that we've been really blessed by a, a uh, series of, I guess, like us receiving grace in yeah. our individual lives and in our marriage mm-hmm. that's really prepared us for this point. So what I mean by that is, um, I think I've shared before that in Cherry and my relationship, for the first couple of years when we were dating, totally focused on each other. How do I cater to the other? How do I cater to myself on, in all honesty mm-hmm. and like, get what I want out of the relationship and all these things. And we had hit an inflection point where neither of us had planned it. We didn't sit down and go like, all right, let's do this. We just both started turning our gaze towards God a lot more and then growing individually as Christians. And then our relationship flourished because of that. So that's, that was a huge part of our dating life. 
which has continued on through, I think, in a, in a large part throughout our marriage. Yeah. And so in our marriage, there is servitude of other in both ways, which is very much a supernatural, like there's supernatural grace definitely involved here, where it's, I've, I think I've shared this before as well, it comes a lot naturally for me to serve Cherry and for Cherry to be patient with me mm-hmm. than it does to other people mm-hmm. and even to who ourselves previously, right, in terms of our own nature. So you know, there's lots of grace there. And so where we are now as parents, um, it feels less like we've had to reinvent our relationship and rediscover how we're going to sure. operate and a lot more like an extension of what we've already learned. Mm-hmm. So um, the example I've been giving is like, I'm I'm not caring for someone in a new way. I'm caring for Felicity actually the same way I care for Cherry. Right. It's just that the activities that are involved in that are different. And the very silly example is like, do I care if Cherry wipes her bum after she poos? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does Cherry need my help? No. <laughs> Felicity does. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of the difference. Right? So like, okay, like, is there new care? Not really. It's just care for a new person who is less capable of doing the things for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so from that perspective, it's been quite natural actually for both of us to continue that and to like also continue caring for each other and continue our relationship as husband and wife and just talking about the things and, and being able to still love each other and not put our marriage on hold because we now have a baby. Mm-hmm. And we feel really blessed that already like well, three weeks in, this we know this isn't normal, that we're able to kind of maintain that continuity uh, overall. So we feel really blessed. I do think, yeah, the, the couple of things you've shared there are definitely um, beautiful. So first and foremost, it's, it does sound like so far and based on what you've told me, mm-hmm. like even privately, is just like, yeah, Felicity does seem like you know, uh, quote unquote, well behaved, or like you're just lucky right. that like you know she's sleeping well, feeding well, those things. Yeah. But I do think, if anything, like regardless of whether or not the newborn is sleeping well or feeding well or you know being a bit more uh, causing a bit more trouble or whatever, I think a big part of it is the mentality that you bring into parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, on a couple fronts. So you know, I guess yourself individually, you know. You already knew, you know, whether it was through the stories of your friends who have gone through this recently or, you know, maybe just your own upbringing or whatnot, just knowing that, yeah, like rearing a child is not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, but like also in some ways it's not the child's fault. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> like, you probably as a, as a one month old also caused, you know, had, had your own kind of difficulties and For sure. created your own challenges. So um, knowing that like at the end of the day, um, you're just as a parent you just need to love the child yeah you just need to um and that love comes in the form of different activities which is so, kind of how you broke it up so yeah. whether it's having to get up at 4 30 a.m even though you've just entered your latest REM cycle or something yeah or, um whatever it is um you know wiping their butt or something like that's just something that kind of comes with the territory yeah um and looking at it instead of you know sorry instead of looking at it from a practical standpoint yeah. of like oh i wish i had more sleep or um, I wish I could play 30 minutes of a video game instead yeah. of spending time with my newborn. Yeah. Like instead of looking at it from a practical standpoint, just understanding that like, look, from a loving standpoint, um, I need to do what I can to yeah. provide for this child. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's at least something that I've been trying to prepare myself mentally yeah. for. I, I mean, you can only do so much totally. from a preparation standpoint, but yeah. I'm trying to. And then, like, just, uh, you know, that's individually, but also you and Cherry, I think, you know, doing this together. Yeah. Um, um, having a dynamic where, you know, you were just telling me earlier, and maybe you want to expand on it now, but, like, just in terms of taking care of Felicity um, separately so that you guys can get your own your yeah. fair amount of sleep kind of thing. Yeah. Um, during the night, like, 
that synergy, I suppose, um, to use a business word, but just the kind of the communication. What a consultant. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, the openness to kind of take on this together and mm-hmm. to support each other while supporting Felicity, um, I'm sure is, has been huge as well. Yeah, it, it's actually, it's very interesting because um, part, part of what's come through with this as well is, again, you know, these are all true things. These are all things that are happening that um, are helping us, right? Like that, that I'm willing to do stuff. Um, I've heard lots of stories of husbands who are like, no, the care of the child is the mother's right. job and, and are just kind of absent to that. And, and like, um, I think it's a little silly from a personal perspective because, uh, you know, both of you are parents mm-hmm. and both of you have equal stake in that. Now there are different tasks that each of you can do. I'm not breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, there, there's definitely like whether or not you can perform the tasks, there's a level of commitment that should be there from both sides. Mm. And I think uh, from that side of things, um, it's not something that I set out and decided, hey, this is something that I need to do. Look at me, I'm such a great man, right? It's just something that has come naturally. Um, and this isn't me trying to say, like, look at me. Again, it's really just stating, like, this is a grace. This is something that has been landed in my lap by God to say, like, Andrew, you need to have this patience. You need to have this willingness in order to be a good father. And uh, I think I shared this a little bit last episode, but what's really been interesting for us is um, coming into uh, Felicity being a part of our lives. Um, Cherry and I have realized that, you know, a lot of the graces that have come into our marriage um, are really there not for us. Mm -hmm. They're really there for other people. Um, So, you know, an an easy example is people have all the way through our relationship, right? So like from when we first started dating up until now, Oh, wait until your first fight. Right. And like, we're still waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we get married, like, oh, just wait until you get out of the honeymoon period. It gets tough. Mm-hmm. We're still waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it, you know, there's a lot of pieces here where there, we feel like our relationship defeats a lot of these stereotypes of the difficulties and the torture that is relationship, that is marriage, that is parenthood. It's not for us. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's just for us to go like, oh, look at us. Like, we're, we're doing great. Like, you guys all need to have a life like ours. Like, no. Like, I have more than my fair share of faults and all those pieces. Um, but having that been something that's been revealed to us coming into this, even now, we're like, hey, how do we share this level of parenthood and our experience in a way that's positive? Because, again, we know other families who had trouble breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um Cherry has not had that trouble. Mm-hmm. So can we share this in a way that's like, hey, look, like parenthood can be positive. Mm-hmm. Parenthood can be a thing that is very life-giving for everyone. You know, we know, we know some couples where um, the mom really received life from the child and the dad didn't mm-hmm. and vice versa. We're both receiving quite a bit from Felicity's life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you know, for example, like Cherry in the time that she spends feeding Felicity, that's a bond that they have that I'll never have. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and for me to be able to know that, hey, you know what, am I missing out? Cherry asked me this actually beforehand. She was like, hey, I feel bad. You're going to be missing out. Is there anything I can do to help you with you missing out, Mm -hmm. uh, with you feeling bad? And I was like, no, Um, don't feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. I am missing out and I should be missing out because I'm I'm not made to breastfeed. You know, if I were upset about that, it's a little silly, you know. But uh, and then vice versa, like just being able to call, hey, look, like the role of a father and a mother is different. Yeah. Um. The mother has that role of being that really intimate uh, bond. Exactly. Your mom is home. Mm -hmm. Like that's at the end of the day, that's it. 
as much as I'll be able to emulate that, as much as I'll be able to give some sense of home, at the end of the day, there's going to be a difference even if we do all the same things afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say we're post the breastfeeding phase and in terms of the capacity and capability to do things like Cherry and I are equal, fine. Yeah. Mom will still be home. Mom's cooked meals will still be home compared to dad's cooked meals. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And the, on the flip side, when Felicity is exploring the world, I think I might have shared this before too, but when she's exploring the world, that's dad's territory because I represent not home, mm -hmm. right? And it's not to say that Cherry can't do the same thing. So then... Being able to recognize that in advance of us becoming parents has really let us just be like, you know what? It's not to say that these are the boxes and like the rubrics where, um, you know, we should each be receiving life as parents. So much as to say we will necessarily have different roles as parents in Felicity's life. And that's something to praise God for. That's something to give thanks for. That yeah. Cherry has what she is doing for Felicity. I have what I'm doing for Felicity and we can all receive from that. And I think that's, it's, it's like you said, it's not a rubric where anyone who's listening to this, who is considering becoming a parent, like, Oh, like I'm a, I'm a man. I should try to be like Andrew or I'm a woman. I should be like Cherry. Yeah. I mean, yes, those are, those things are true. But at the same time, it's also understanding that you are Andrew and she is Cherry. And who are you as people with the gifts that God has given you yeah. to be the best parent that you can be exactly. for Felicity. And I say that because like, yeah, you know, for you guys as a family of three, you know, you're not home. Cherry is home. You yeah. know, I think that's the kind of the role that you've set up. But for some other couples, it could be the reverse or it could be a totally different way of looking at it yeah. in terms of parenting. And sorry, you want to jump in there? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, this could be like a hot topic, but like, I think like there, there is there is some level of um, peace here where men and women are built differently, yeah. right? So, um, you know, Cherry and I, we talked about this actually, like literally yesterday, the day before, where... Um, the mom being able to be home like that that is a female thing mm -hmm. that is the feminine genius um it's not that like oh like women only belong in the home and any of that yeah so much as you can do this better than i can women were literally the like, as the mom <laughs> carrying the, the baby for nine months yeah literally the home you right? literally can do this better than i can mm -hmm. and so if we want the best for our child why would we want to give anything less than what is the best who is the best suited to do this, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, there is a built-in talent genius in the fem in the feminine, in the woman, to do this for them. And so, I think, yes, like, know your gifts and know where you're falling into, but yeah. also understand that there is wisdom in the way that we were designed, I think. Mm -hmm. And not to not try and forego all of that, to be like, let me look at who I am, regard like, and, and not look at my whether I'm a man or a woman as a part of that, like whether you are a man or woman is a part of who you are in being a parent to, to your child. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, I think that's a totally important call out to make, especially as Catholics who um, definitely should subscribe to the belief of theology of the body yeah. um, and just the things that come out of those teachings. So mm -hmm. um, definitely an important call out. Um, but yeah, like even in terms of, you know, going down to the micro for me, like I know that like Jen is someone who like values her sleep not because she's a sloth, but because like, yeah, she's a night shift nurse. Yeah. It's tough for her to get regular sleep cycles. Yeah. So for me, I'm like mentally preparing myself, you know, uh, God willing, if we do have a child one day, like, um, I, because I have steadier sleep cycles almost mm. like I should be the one who's more willing to give up that to, you know, put a totally. child back to sleep kind of thing yeah. in the middle of the night. If that's what transpires, that's a very specific situation, but totally. I'm definitely trying to prepare myself mentally and spiritually, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for that very specific situation yeah. that arises. Yeah, it's it's a very real one, right? I think um, you know there there's a lot there's a lot there, and 
particularly, you know, on the piece that you were saying, like to, to look at our lives and be like, you don't need to live parenthood exactly like me and Cherry. Um, we were talking about this uh, in terms of like the picture of the ideal parent, the mm-hmm. picture of like the Holy Family, for example, and like how close am I to St. Joseph? How close is she to, mm-hmm. to Mama mm-hmm. Mary? And like realizing that like we're all going to be departures from there. Um, it, and like wondering what skills do you build? Like the, the specific comment um, or the, the question that we were kind of looking at and packing is like, so which skills do you value more than others as a parent? Mm-hmm. Which skills do you then say, I need to build this up more than the other? Um, and what we realized is that, you know, that was so much, somewhat of a high pressure and tough way to look at it. Because who are we to decide what skill is the most important as a parent? Mm-hmm. Um, and what we realized is that this is where like daily examining comes in, right? Being able to look at your day as a parent, as an individual, as whatever, and say, hey, where was I short today that I can work on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then putting the onus on God to put the situations in your life where the skills that you ought to build right now are obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, that really, one, puts the pressure off of us. We don't need to figure out what we need to do. We need to recognize what we need to work on. It's great. Um, number two, it's something that, you know, if any of us take the time to look back at our lives, it's how we got where we are anyways. Like uh, I talked about, you know, some of the skills that I have as a father mm-hmm. um, for Felicity and some of the patience that I have. So my own father, um, he, you know, he, his dad was a very angry man. Mm-hmm. And so my, and not overly present in his life. Mm-hmm. So he resolved to be more emotionally present to his kids, mm-hmm. but he also carried in some of that anger. Mm-hmm. And so my dad had a fairly short temper when I was younger, mm-hmm. much better now. Um, and, you know, that was a bit of the image that I had as a, as a kid, but also looking back now, I'm like, but he was always present. And that's something that he set out to do as compared to his father. Yeah. For me, I was like, hey, you know what? Like there's a, a level of EQ that can add to this because my dad doesn't always understand me at that level. And so there's a level that I can add to that. And then building that through over time to see like, hey, you know, there are things where I'm very like my way or the highway, which I inherited from wherever, uh, which aren't great. And that would make it tough as a parent, because Mm -hmm. if I'm thinking like, this is how babies have to be, Mm -hmm. and you are not this way, then you're like shaking your baby like, what's wrong with you? Why why are you defective? Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, okay, like I have an image, but you know, all roads is Rome, we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And can I receive Felicity as she is? And like, those were lessons that I had to learn as an individual, as a boyfriend, as a husband. Yeah. And because I learned those in those moments, now I can be a better father. Yeah. Right. But I was also only able to learn those things because, you know, however many years ago I started more actively with spiritual direction, I'm paying attention to like, what are the movements that God is putting in my life? What are the suggestions God's putting in my life? We're like, hey, this is something to work on. Hey, this is something to look at, to look at right now. Hey, you don't need to look at that piece mm-hmm. right now and, and to follow those. And so I've grown into a better father now because I was less worried about what does a better father look like Mm -hmm. and more focused on what is obviously in front of me that I can work on right now. For sure. For sure. So we've, we've spoken about your journey so far, um, you know, from a practical standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, even a bit of emotional and mental standpoint. Um, I was wondering kind of, as we head towards the end of our episode here, uh, you and I, just before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, getting Felicity baptized yeah. in, in, in the next little bit. Can you talk a little bit about your thought process of, you know, wanting to get her baptized as soon as you can? Yeah. So um, the, the quick and easy answer is um, we want grace in her life, bar nothing. <laughs> like it's, uh, you know, if we look at 
our lives and, and the things that have been good about our lives. Like everything comes down to grace. And um, a sacrament is a sure sign of grace. So, you know, it's it's a piece where, um, particularly with baptism as a sacrament of initiation, as a sacrament that brings us out of original sin, mm-hmm. um, you know, realistically speaking, it you know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen at all. And so we want to put her in a state where she is in God's family. She has an influx of grace as soon as we can. Um, you know, it's the same thing that I think we said before during COVID that like, you know, spiritually your health matters as much, if not more than your physical health. And from that standpoint, it's, Hey, prudentially speaking, can we bring her without everything going crazy? But, you know, like I've said, we've been blessed. We've been able to bring her to mass already. So we can, Mm -hmm. we can bring her out and then looking at the logistics, like, Hey, you know, my parents are coming in town next week. We can wait until then. It's not a huge deal. Um, but as best as we can, can we get her into this state of being in God's family where we know grace is there? Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the things I thought about before is like, oh, grace is always everywhere available. So what's the big deal with the sacraments? Like, well, no, you know what grace you're receiving and it is the grace of being wrapped into and, and adopted into God's family. It's really, really important for us that she receives that as soon as possible. I happen to be listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast by mm-hmm. my father, Mike Schmitz. Um, and I think just last week he was... He had gone through the uh, earlier section of the catechism of like, yeah, you know, the idea of original sin and, and baptism kind of, you know, washing away that original sin. And, and you know, it's an, it is a necessary um, belief, I think, of, mm-hmm. of those who are pra- practicing Catholics where, um, yeah, like, I think you put it the right way. You don't know what's happening tomorrow. And it, it's an important part to, to do the best that you can, again, within reason. Um, you know, who knows what circumstances might be going on, whether it was the beginning of COVID or yeah. whoever or whatever. Um, do whatever you can to to try to put your child in that state of grace. Yeah. Right. Not like they can be given communion or can't be given confession yeah. yet, kind of thing. But like, yeah, they can be given baptism. Yeah. Um. So so she I, also can't sin yet. Yeah. Because she doesn't know what. Yes. Is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just washing away that state of original sin. Then she's in secrets forever. You're good. You're good. You're good. And then just don't let her grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, anything else you want to share in terms of being a father? No, I, th- I think just the last note on that piece is like you know um, we've talked about this before in terms of like just recognizing everything in your life as as a potential hint for things. So on that piece of baptism, it's actually something where like when she was first born mm-hmm. that's something we had resolved to beforehand something we forgot about in the madness of keeping her alive um which is really the first little bit right? fair um but the first friend that came to visit us which was like three days after she was born the first question out of his mouth was when's when's she getting baptized and like how easy would it be to go oh my goodness give me a break <laughs> right as opposed to being like you know it's a good reminder good because reminder. we actually had thought about this we forgot about it because mm-hmm. we're busy. I'm not going to feel bad about forgetting about it. But hey, that's a great reminder that God has put into our lives to be like, hey, this is an important thing. You should start thinking about it. So mm-hmm. just a reminder to everyone. Don't always be annoyed when people are saying things. Just think about why. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It's a good reminder. Um, so shout out to that good friend of yours. Okay. Um, so, I mean, all the best to you and Terry Thank as you. you continue to, to raise Felicity. And um, honestly, I think very admirable just in terms of the mindset, you know, mentally and spiritually. Um, you know, as much as I said, you know, you don't have to be exactly like Andrew and Cherry. I do think that part is something that we can all learn from, mm-hmm. um, as we, for anyone who is con- uh, considering becoming parents. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully that was, that was, uh, that was a good reflection for, for our listeners to, to learn from. Um, but yeah, until next time, uh, take care everyone. Stay safe guys.